Hey yo, welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast that tells you all about the history of food. I'm Elle. And I'm Tim. And today we're talking cheese, macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, baby. So Tim. Not just cheese. No. Macaroni's involved. Macaroni has to be involved. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Cheese can't live by itself anymore. It's got to have macaroni. You Um, heard it here. You heard it here first. So, Tim, do you like mac and cheese, or are you a misguided youth in an 80s movie that is extremely misunderstood and broody, but secretly likes the one thing that everyone else does? Dude, I love mac and cheese. Okay, good. Good answer. Yeah, I'm not that that character. Mac and cheese is so good. Yeah, it's great. It's like... If anyone says they don't like mac and cheese, I'll kick them. In America, (laughs) in America, it's considered a comfort food, and I wholeheartedly believe in that 100%. That's... It's not even a comfort food. It's it's an antidepressant. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a certain type of mac and cheese you like, or are you just like the the OG mac and cheese? Um, what's the OG to you, Kraft? Uh, no, uh, honestly, no. Just you, just in general, like a cheddar <laughs> did, cheese like, sauce. Like, like you did the research that was like the OG, oh, like yeah. Italians, or is it is it still Kraft? Um, it's, it's the same thing. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, shit. I, you know, I'm a, I'm something of a mac and cheese myself. Yeah. No, I, uh, <laughs> I make mac and cheese a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's something that I like to do. Yeah. And my preference for mac and cheese is typically three cheeses. Oh, Tim. Um, okay. Anybody who goes more than three cheeses is showing off and I it's agree not with that. doing a lot. I agree with that. Um, I typically like, you know what? <laughs> and you know, people can say what they want, but. I typically like white American, yeah, mozzarella for the stringiness, and then I like uh, a salty or funky cheese to throw on top to add a little bit of a little bit of mystery. Oh, okay, that's actually a really good combination. Listen to anybody who wants to talk badly about American cheese. Yes, I'm gonna fucking snuff this out early. Okay, okay, I'm listening. It's the best fucking cheese in the world. <laughs> My dad would agree with Listen, you. Listen. I don't, I don't hoorah America a lot, but, but, but we got it right. But <laughs> we did cheese right. <laughs> like, if there's anything we did right. It's if it's cheese. the one thing we did right, it was the American plastine cheese. Dude, okay. Man, no, yeah. And it's also perfect for mac and cheese. Like it truly, truly is. No, you don't like need it to make a mac and cheese. Sure. There are plenty of soft cheeses that have a really good melt factor. That's fine. But like American cheese is just like it... The way it melts. The melts way down. it melts is so good. It's so creamy. Like it just, and it's salty. Like American cheese just has extra salt in it, which is nice. We love it's what you kind of want. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, that's like an essential to a good mac and cheese. I love that. Yeah, you're absolutely American right. Like I know cheddar is very, very, very common. It's very traditional. Um, absolutely. But cheddar also has to be like a mild cheddar. If it gets too sharp, it gets too waxy. It's, a, it's yes. very hard to melt. So like, yes. I've never used cheddar in any of my uh, mac and cheeses because I just interesting. I just feel like it's too hard to work with uh, for mac and cheese. And maybe I'm just an amateur. I just I don't know. It why well, I'm am an amateur, but like, <laughs> it's just one of those well, things. Gordon where, Ramsay. Like, it's just one of those things where I really do prefer um, different types of. I prefer like a really creamy cheese and then a stringy cheese. And then again, typically like a funkier Funky. cheese kind of on the back end. You know, That's a nice take. That's a great, yeah. great like flavor a pe- profile. Like a pecorino. Like, oh my you gosh. You I love pecorino. Yeah. You wouldn't think it would fit with like an no, American, I'm but sure. like it's just salty and kind of, you know, yes. kind of funky, kind of briny. So it's like, it works. I bet it works. Yeah. yeah. With the, mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. That I'm... and some fucking mustard, baby. Yo, you, 
Interesting. Yeah. We're talking about that. Yeah. So on a scale of 16 candles, how many candles would you give mac and cheese? Well, one, you're really, you're, you're driving the 80s theme today. Uh, <laughs> see, if it was me, I would have been like, how, how many mac and cheeses does Kraft make? <laughs> and then I would have made you choose. Just one, no. Uh, okay, it's so out of 16 candles. Yeah. Well, I'm 28 now, so uh, oh my gosh. I have too many candles. Dating uh, yourself. Mac and cheese. Oh, I said I was going to be harsh this season. I know, I know. And I just, I can't be harsh to mac and cheese. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a third. Okay. 13. 13. Uh, that's me being harsh. Okay. 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 I was real close to just being like 16, 16. baby. <laughs> <laughs> mac and okay. cheese is that joint. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I could could raise it. We could, this could lower yeah, it. So yeah. you don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll go, May. we'll go 13 to start. That's pretty strong though. Yeah. We'll see how I'm it goes. That. My goodness. There's a couple of things that I guess... I wouldn't give it perfect food status. I think texturally it becomes, you know, it's very one yeah. note. Um, not to say that's a bad texture. It's just that it's one note. Uh, I guess you can, again, uh, yeah. Either way, I'm going to let you go on. Okay. You can alleviate texture by just, you know, twice baking it and adding some, like, sure. crumb on the top. But it's like, like that. are but you like, going to do that, though? Exactly. And then, exactly. depending on how you make your mac and cheese the first time around, it's not going to reheat well. No. Mine, so. mine never reheats well. <laughs> <laughs> mine is. I don't think many people's do, to yeah, be fair. No, mine so is, mine is garbage through and through. Look, we found but oh, it's great cold, buddy. I'm just yeah. You just like cold mac? Eating cold hamad, like just globbed gonna, mac and cheese. We're gonna make a pull, make that a poll. Oh, do, do you, you like eat cold mac? mac? Yeah, yeah, do you like do cold you, mac? Do you eat leftover mac and cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only people like that say pizza. no are privileged enough not to have to eat leftover. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Check your privilege at the door, bitch. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tim. <laughs> okay, but whoa, Nelly, before mac and cheese could run the world. Does it run the world? <laughs> macaroni. Okay. Had to walk it. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They so don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward totally free so download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do all right guys enjoy the rest of the episode the macaroni pasta it's a dry pasta mm -hmm. it's shaped like a narrow tube i'm sure you guys have probably seen it in your stores before um it's a made with a durum wheat so i didn't know this durum wheat it's a little bit softer than your other dough that you're going to get for your bread. So it's a little bit more malleable. So it's easier to make that shape that we're so familiar with. Um, also, it's fun because the product, as well as the name derived from the ancient Greek makaria. So it's an academic consensus. Um, so apparently like it's derived from Greek and it's a kind of barley broth, which is served to commemorate the dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that okay, whole thing. Okay. And then it's also named after the Greek goddess makaria which translates to like a blessed death. Oh. So that's one half of the macaroni lore. Right. The other half is kind of more fun and lighthearted. <laughs> you know those <laughs> Greeks, like, you man. You know those Greeks, man. They're um, bummers. <laughs> it's a bunch of death. Them and they're fucking tragedies, Yeah, dude. it's a bunch of death God. and tragedy over there. Enlightened my <laughs> asshole. <laughs> 
<laughs> Socrates who? No. Um, yeah. So then also, on the light side of that, have you heard of the song Yankee Doodle? Yankee Doodle went to town. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Okay. So apparently the word macaroni was actually used as slang to talk about overdressed dandies. Do you know what a dandy is, Tim? Um, me in high school? No. <laughs> I Well, I don't know. Let me. So apparently a dandy is a particular man who places importance on the physical appearance, refined language, leisurely hobbies, and uh, pursues the appearance of nonchalantness. Which isn't really a word, but you know, whatever. Um, the dandy is usually a self-made man who strove to imitate the aristocratic lifestyle despite coming from a middle-class background. Um, usually we're dating it around the late 18th to early 19th century Britain. Okay, what would you call... Um, a douchebag. Yeah, what would, you, <laughs> what would you call a kid who is poor trying to imitate middle-class people? <laughs> Life. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking life. Cool, because that was me, <laughs> So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed because I'm like, Chad? This yeah. was Chad. Yeah. Essentially. So, if I'm going to start calling people dandies. Okay, yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I thought that was very interesting. So, that's macaroni, though. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. So, that's macaroni. We have that that broth, essentially. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. It goes with the ancient grains of around that time. Yeah. Um. So, let's shift gears. Okay to mac and cheese finally got our license you know got those 16 candles yeah so mac and cheese for those who don't know it's a cooked macaroni pasta and a cheese sauce again yep. most commonly cheddar um but of course you can incorporate other ingredients you've got breadcrumbs um people put meat in it you can like it's a different yeah i know it's like hamburger up with that type yeah, of shit. That, yeah that really starts to that really starts to irk me all right. Ooh, it's okay. like it's like when you make a grilled cheese, but then you add like ham. It's like no, you made a fucking panini, bro. <laughs> like, you make a grilled cheese. Well, you anymore. put it that way. No, that's, that's yeah, a good you're point. You're done. You're done. You change the dish. <laughs> it's actually it's not mac inherently. It's a not separate mac dish. and cheese and beef. It's mac and cheese, brother. <laughs> that's what it is. Listen, I cut with. up hot dogs into my fucking mac and cheese when I was poor as shit yes. too. But that wasn't mac and cheese. That was that was a new dish called broke bitch dish. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone who's broke knows what that is. That's a, yeah. Everyone. That and the sugar and the cinnamon. Yeah, the sugar and cinnamon bread. Not even yeah. toast. Not even toast. Just the bread. Just bread. I like Put that. it on the wonder, baby. <laughs> wonder. wonder. Who's bread. buying that shit, buddy? <laughs> no way. That's <laughs> fucking a dollar over for name alone. <laughs> you got to buy that fucking blue bunny or whatever. That blue, the fuck. Yeah, no. Yeah. Cause that shit back in back in my day, back in my no, day. that shit used to go for like the fucking seventy cents. That was it, yeah. And then Wonder was like a dollar fifty, and I was like Wonder Bread, not that great. I was like a dollar fifty for fucking for white, this for white bread. No way, buddy. No way, no how. No way, no how. I'm gonna get that fucking gonna get that butter bread. The nineties, man. Blue Bunny. <laughs> from Blue Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get the blue. Yeah, over there, you gotta know get the butter bread. The, the butter bread. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, so, man. That's uh, why we're talking about mac and cheese. We're not talking about brood. paninis and fucking mixing meat into mac fucking and cheese. Fucking funny. It's not mac and cheese. So traditional, traditional to your point, mac, mac and cheese. cheese. It's a casserole baked in the oven. However, you can prepare it, you know, in the pan. Yeah. On top of the stove or, to your point earlier, the pre-packaged mix. Hell yeah, buddy. Absolutely. So the cheese is often first incorporated into a bechamel sauce, which is yep. like a roux. Um, yeah, and so that, bechamel, just real quick, I just want to go please. over it. Yeah, so bechamel is essentially... Uh, you start off with 
uh, butter, typically mm. equal parts butter to flour, um, and then you you know heat that up over the Chef stove. Curry that. that way you cook the um, the flour. You don't want to get E. coli. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. No, it, but it thickens up, and then you slowly so add milk to that. And depending on the ratio used, you will have a certain ratio of milk. Slowly add milk to that, constantly stir, 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 and then you kind of bring that up, and it's going to kind of thicken to turn that into gravy. Yes. You would just kind of add like salt and pepper and some mm. like animal fat, essentially. Delicious. And that would be it. And that would be a gravy. Yes. It would be like a white gravy, a biscuit gravy, yeah. but like that would be a gravy. Um, so a lot of sauces start. A lot of sauces start as a bechamel. Yes. And then you just add cheese and shit to it. We love bechamel, sorry. Yeah, you, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. That's how you make a cheese. That's literally how you make the best cheese sauce. Make a bechamel, throw a shit ton of cheese in it. Yes. Fold in your pasta, buddy. That's it. Oh my God. We're making mac and cheese after this, dude. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> um, so then you got, you got your bechamel sauce, and then use that to create a mornay, which is essentially a cheese sauce. Yes. You wanna, yeah. Yeah. Um, French so people, man. We love them. <laughs> um, so you, to Tim's point, you add all that shit together, and then boom, you've got your pasta, and that is that, mac and cheese. That's, it. that's yeah. it. So the original recipe it used pasta called for either butter or cream, mm-hmm. um, and then Parmesan cheese. Switching over to the American side, though, that's kind of when the cheddar was first introduced. Thanks, um, Wisconsin. <laughs> we love you got hello wisconsin yeah. um colby and then of course like more affordable processed cheeses yeah as we were kind of talking about and then to your point tim um they would add some spices in there like nutmeg and then mustard yeah which i never even thought about until i was doing research and i was like every cheese sauce what? you've ever had has mustard has mustard yeah. yeah um because it's briny it's salty and it's got some spice sure uh, so think about the ingredients we just listed off, right? right? We're talking butter mm-hmm. and cheese. It was just fat, right? Need some- fat tastes good and it's fine, but that's the reason why we salt fries. There's a reason why we like to dip fried foods Is into things. In like fried chicken gets tossed in fucking sauces all the time. There's really? a reason why we flavor, like season those things yeah. is because it becomes very rich and it becomes very decadent until you balance yeah, it that. with acid, with salt with heat with something you you balance it out with that and so so good when you're talking about you're talking about mac and cheese you're talking about pasta which is essentially plain salted it's how you season it yeah. but it's essentially just a plain kind of tasting thing yes and then just fat so good so yeah you need something you, you need, need a lot of, yeah you need a good amount of salt and then <laughs> you need some mustard vinegar i mean people yeah. use vinegar people use a Very lot of shit a lot of shit a little so. thing in there yeah. yeah, like you said, all, yep. that, all that fat. Lemon, I've done lemon that before. That makes sense, Kevin, yeah, sitting you in do, there to if, cut. Yeah, and if you do the right cheeses, it really pairs well with I lemon. Bet, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. I bet that's so good. So I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah, now today you have such a variety of mac and cheeses you can do. You've got Gruyere, smoked Gouda, goat cheese. People can do, you know, they'll add in the bacon, tomato, yeah. shallots. A all, good uh, Gruyere, so that's a, yeah, Gruyere, Gruyere cheese. again, oh very soft, creamy cheeses. Yeah. Super good to work with for mac and cheese, yes. Gruyere's, any Gruyere. It's great. Any Greer, we love it. So kind of shifting gears, um, talking about misguided use and of course, as any food that we have managed to cover, there's a little bit of a discrepancy on how it kind of I guess popularized is more right, right. More of the way to put it. Um, because we figured out where it's come from. Um, so in Italy, as many of our incredible edible culinary delights have come from, yeah, um, we're talking about about the thirteenth century. 
there was an Italian cookbook, the Liber de Cochina, or the Book of Cooking, um, and it has a, a recipe for a de lasanas. Yeah, we've talked about that cookbook mm-hmm. before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, good memory. Um, and so food historians believe that's where the first known macaroni and cheese oh, recipe so we, resided. So we we believe that? Cool. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we can confirm. Yeah, we can confirm as culinary historians that <laughs> that version. That's of, definitely what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the dish called again? Um, uh, de lasanas. Sounds like lasagna. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Um, so that's Italy. So we're gonna go up north a little bit, up in Europe, though. We're still in Europe. So we go to the Swiss. Okay. I know we haven't visited Switzerland yet. I don't think. I don't think so. No. no. So what's up, you guys? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Um, so <laughs> this this version is the Alper Magronen. Which oh, is okay. this, I'm so sorry if I muffed that up. You definitely did, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, they've got the, yeah. Right. You know, no, I mean, it's <laughs> fine. We, that's, we're Americans. Uh, we fuck up every language. Let's go. Cheese. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's the Swiss version of macaroni and cheese. And it translates to Alpine Herders macaroni. So it's the idea that um, the elbow macaroni was made from the fortified cream, okay. which came from the cows that were, they were herding. Right. Um, and then the same thing with the cheeses. And then it's got its name because the shepherds who lived on the Alp with their crowns had to carry up their food. Oh, so okay. it's just the idea that it's like an all-in-one meal. Um, so per Paul Imhoff, who's an author and a food historian like ourselves, yeah, um, dry pasta is light to carry. Mm. The cheese also, uh, the shepherd made himself. And so here in Switzerland, there's a logistical reason behind the simple dish. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's also neat. made sense. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I still go with the Italian version of events. Sure, but I can see. I can why s- the Swiss thing would work though. Exactly. I mean, you know, feels peasanty. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, which I don't know. Mac and cheese feels peasanty, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I love my yeah, No, it's, it's great. Real. It's a royal. You know, yeah. Absolutely. But there's, I don't know, I thought there was something very satisfying about that story. Yeah. 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 So we'll go with that too. So fast fast forward, like a lot. A lot. A lot. Okay. We're in the 1390s. Okay. So. Okay, so I thought, hold on. I don't, I don't want to fast forward too much. Um, I'm okay. sorry. You know, we've talked a lot about cookbooks, mm-hmm. but what the fuck was like the literacy rate of Italy at the time? You know what I mean? But that's why, like, maybe the Swiss one feels more real to me. I like that. No, I see where you're going with that. Because, when you think about reading, I think aristocrats. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, when when I'm going through and I see these cookbooks and stuff like that, it's like, yes, that is definitely pivotal for a dish to be known about. Like, if it made it in a book, that means it's known enough. Right. Well known. So that's fine. But it's like, how how is that really getting to the masses? That's a great point, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, a story based on, like, Oh, this is, you know, these people, this whole group, this whole industry, right? essentially, was doing this Eating thing. this one thing, yeah. And it was like, they did it because it made logistical sense yeah. this way. Shout out to the Swiss. Yeah, thing. we're all about in, uh, inclusiveness here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, here's my five-point presentation on how we're going to be more inclusive as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am leaving everything. No. <laughs> Get you on their side. Okay, so... We fast forwarding yeah. back to third. That's a great point, though. No, I'll give that to you. Okay. So we're in Britain now, and what, they. What's the year again? Thirteen ninety. Thirteen ninety. Um. So we're in their cookbook form of curry. Apparently, it mentions a. Oh. Yeah, I know. It mentions a pasta made from breadcrumbs, right? Okay. Yes. And then it's cooked with a velouté sauce, which is essentially a bechamel. Yeah. But you make it with stock instead of yeah cheese. Yeah. In the milk. 
or the milk, sorry. Um, they used a brie cheese. So essentially it was kind of like a macaroni, but it was more like a lasagna the way they right. put it together. Leave it to the Britain to do that. Yeah. But at this point, macaroni has one way to go and that's West. Yeah. So we're coming to America, baby. Yeah, we're we're doing Is that. Is it West? They could have also gone East. I don't no, think I to... Asian countries really ate mac and cheese. They, they were not. Have, yeah. They could have also gone South. I don't know if Africa really liked mac and cheese either. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. But just yeah, based West. Off of the... They needed. Yeah, they needed. West. Yeah, they needed to send more white people West. It's interesting you bring that up though, Tim. Yeah. So the whites made their way over. Oh no. Okay. Like macaroni. No, okay. Again, we're doubly we're doubly like fast forwarding in time. Right. Um so some historians claim that Thomas Jefferson was the first one to introduce mac and cheese to the United States. Shut the fuck up. We Shut the fuck up. I don't necessarily think that's true. And I think... Thomas Jefferson? When would he... In the 1700s? Listen to this. Yeah. So people give Thomas Jefferson credit for popularizing the dish, but it's safe to say that his black slave chef, Chef James Hemmings, was the one that perfected the actual mac and cheese recipe that we all know today. Yeah. We we talked about... uh, Did we talk about Hemmings or did we talk about... We talked about... um, I can't remember his name right now, so I apologize, but yes... Okay, um, right. it, but it was the same. Yeah, it's the yeah. exact same idea. So yeah, I'm fine with the dish being like popularized and like perfected because they learned French cooking exactly. techniques. Exactly. But it's that's very weird to me that the 17 we had settlers over here way before that. You're before telling me then. mac and cheese just wasn't consumed by fucking anyone that made their way over here. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about I that. I don't know about that, well, son. <laughs> 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 Who am I though? I'm a peasant. Who am I though? You're right. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Give him all the credit. Yeah, I know. And it's <laughs> I'm like, kidding. Give his chef the fucking credit. Yeah, right. And it's like, you made a good point about food and how it how it made its way, introduction into a society. It was usually aristocratic people that were invited to these dinners. Yeah. They sat down, had the food. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. You know, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. It wasn't little old Jimmy that was trying to beg for fucking bread on the side of the road right yeah. like so shout out to chef hemmings he know he knew what he was doing so in 1824 the cookbook the virginia housewife uh written by mary randolph so miss randolph had three ingredients for your mac and cheese it was the macaroni cheese and butter and then she layered them together and bake them in an oven uh, yeah sure right yeah no that makes sense it totally works 1861 okay the victorian cookbook Mrs. Beaton's Book of Household Management was published. Nice. I know, household management. So this is where you see like kind of a more resemblance of like, again, the modern day recipe like that we use for mac and cheese. Right. So this is where it is. But she did the breadcrumbs on top. Uh, Some okay. cheese and the breadcrumbs. So that's what, so that was she, her. That was like the first like written way of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of, it was kind of more of like, they called it like a bucatoni more than a macaroni. Okay. But it was still kind of in the same realm with the way it was made. Yeah. Mac and cheese is colloquial for anything that's a pasta with cheese. Exactly. Exactly. It's just the way it is. So in 1873. Matter of uh, fact, most people probably don't even, don't even use elbows, right? Most people probably use shells or yeah, uh, rotini. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. It's whatever pasta they're feeling yeah. and then cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cheese. Um, so you've got Alexander Dumas, that guy. Yeah. And the Grand Dictionnaire de Cuisine. Um, pretty much stated that Naples was the official homeland of macaroni and cheese. No, you guys got too many things. No, you, no, you get. They're too claiming many, no, it. They're no, claiming it. No, I'm not giving it to Naples. So this is this is where I thought it was interesting because you've mentioned this lady before in the transition of food across Europe. 
Catherine de Medici. Okay. Same yeah. thing. She was credited for moving the recipe from Italy to France. No, she wasn't. Apparently. <laughs> in the 1530s. Yeah, she brought everything. She brought everything. Also, apparently. Naples, no. I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I'm Listen, that's... No, you don't get ice cream and... The, no. Can, what else did Naples t- get? Was it ice cream? Naples got something else. They got something else that's really good. It pizza. Been, pizza. Pizza. No. Nope. No. You don't get pizza and mac and cheese. No. We gotta go to Naples, Tim. This is pretty much solidified. Like Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. We Naples go is in. like standing up and they're like, yeah, no, we did that one. Yeah, fuck off you guys. We also did that one too. And then like and then like grilled cheese or toasted cheese. Toasted uh, cheese. Gets like really popular. Like, mm, yeah, that was us. Naples Thank you. here. I appreciate it. We started toasting cheese first. We love it. Fuck you. The Napoleons, dude. Oh man. So okay. We're now we're really fast forwarding part two and now we're kind of in twentieth century. Okay. So we're Hell yeah. I know. For all intents and purposes in the modern days of food. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So we are in nineteen thirty seven. Oh yeah. It's the Great Depression, kind of towards the end of it. This is where our boy Kraft, Kraft Foods introduced the Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner. So for a family of four Tim, you could feed them for twenty cents off of that one box. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right, and I so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about because growing up, like, is crack- it the same box size? Because because that's a servant of one, baby. Uh, <laughs> probably, if we're being honest here, it's probably less back then. Um, I thought this was interesting because growing up, like, Kraft Foods seems holistically American to me. So, <clears throat> quick insight: in 1903, he's from Naples. He's from- <laughs> <laughs> fun fact: it's actually a double. He's technically North American. He was Canadian. Canadian-born James L. Kraft began selling cheeses door-to-door via horse in the great American city of Chicago. He's Canadian. He's fucking Canadian. God damn it. God damn it, you guys. Fucking Kraft and Bieber. Like, no, um, and Reynolds. And Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's Canadian? Yeah, he's actually- What do we have? Yeah, he's a dual citizen now, but- What do we have? Yeah. Brad? Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun, though, because in 1909, he was actually joined by his brothers and formed the JL Kraft and Bros Company. So- I think that's very cute that he decided to bring his brothers on board. Jail Craft and Bros. Craft and Bros. I know it that. It did. No, it really was Craft yeah, and Bros yeah. before. Listen, <laughs> I know that like that was just like a normal like shorthand. Absolutely. But it's sort of like how you would put co at the end of something. Yes. But that word is just lost in this day nice. and age. And I just love the idea of them just being absolute fucking, <laughs> absolute degens. Absolutely. And just being like, what's up, Craft and Bros? Craft and Bros, what's up? <laughs> Going door to door. Craft and Bros, they got their fucking <laughs> flat brim hats on. Jesus. <laughs> Do you guys like cheese? <laughs> <laughs> so they got the fucking pits out. They got the, <laughs> <laughs> the pitties on. <laughs> so in 1915, uh, the craft creates the first pasteurization process yeah yeah, yeah, so pasteurization it's essentially the process of treating foods like milk and fruit juice with mild heat um pretty much just helps with the shelf life of foods yes it's also illegal to not have uh pasteurized dairy product in america in case you didn't know so this changes the game because now cheeses can last longer yeah yeah so this patent process in 1916 in 1924 they were listed on the chicago stock exchange followed by the new york stock exchange in 1926 so it was like Early, like they're yeah. they're getting their their stuff on board. Um, so Kraft Foods actually got their start because they were initially trying to get into ice cream, 
Mm. So then they like started acquiring like a shit ton of dairy products along the way, which yeah. essentially made them one of the largest just dairy companies in the United States. Right. This is about about 1930. These guys were literally just trying to create like essentially an ice cream conglomerate and then yeah. ended up just being like, wait a second. Or a dairy conglomerate. We like, <laughs> we them dare boys. Yeah. Um. So. What's up, dairy bros? What's up? <laughs> what's up, bros? Um. But from that point on, I mean, that's pretty much, again, like we're in the 20th century, like the commodification of mac and cheese and that's. Yeah, they pretty much, they pretty much manufactured it. Exactly. Uh, at the end of the depression. Exactly. With Kraft mac and cheese. And it's like at that point when you're, yeah. when you're a brand that you're able to provide, again, a family for a full meal for 20 cents, like yeah. you're a household staple. And that's, that's kind of, yeah, what a wild like pinpoint history because there is no need to even discuss like it's furthering in America Yeah, because like you're talking about poor people being able to get access to Mac and cheese. That's it. Yep. That makes it a cultural phenomenon. Yep. And I hate to say that about the country, but that's what happens. That's what it is. Yeah. If poor people can get a hold of it, that means a good majority of people can get a hold of it. That's a good point. Like it's just the way it is. Cause Absolutely. not only are you going to get like people that are, quote unquote middle class that are going to buy it as well because mm -hmm. you know why, wouldn't, why you? wouldn't you it's like middle class people aren't like avoiding poorer foods right. you know what i mean but you also then have access to all the people that are actually just poor Absolutely. and need something cheap to eat like Absolutely. uh i don't know like my family when we used to do that's a good point box mac and cheese yeah. and hot dogs yep yes yeah like to put yeah. the hot dogs in the in the yeah. mac and cheese so, absolutely I mean, yeah that's what a, that was 38 you said 37 38 something yeah. like that yeah that's a wild time uh it, yeah, again. What a pinpoint of uh, a moment in history. Just food, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Food hit, like, that was food it. History, that was <laughs> and it. then from there, it's gone. It's gone. And so, I mean, that's pretty much mac and cheese. Uh, to yeah. your point, there's so many different types of mac and cheese. I'm sure you guys, there's like lobster mac and cheese mm -hmm. and like got fried mac and cheese balls like variations of it yeah that was that got really popular in Absolutely. the last 10 years yeah right because yeah everyone loves mac and cheese with different how can it's fried how can you not love yeah yeah mac and cheese yeah. balls are All great the, I mean, yeah they can also be very mediocre because everyone started That's a good to, point, everyone yeah. started doing them i've definitely had good fried mac and cheese balls and i've had just yeah sad mac and cheese balls and i was like yeah. i wish i would just had a mac and cheese yeah so, exactly yeah you have to uh, you have to fight the dryness when you deep fry the mac and cheese. That's the problem. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I know. So. I'm with that. So Tim, you gave it a 13 candles. Yeah. How do you feel about it now? 15. Ah, okay. Yeah. Close. No cigar. Yeah, it's not. Perfect. Pretty solid though. Yeah, it's not perfect. I just don't like when people claim things. That's fair. I don't like when people claim foods. Speaking of claiming things, it's like, can, shut up. Can yeah. we talk about this for a second? Yeah. Because I learned this and I didn't put two and two together. I'm just so, so <clears throat> Velveeta is not cheese but it is dairy mm -hmm. so please stop calling it cheese when you talk about velveta no nah, nah, velveta is cheese i mean it's dairy but it's not cheese no nah, it's cheese okay cheese now it is now but i yeah. mean they do actually sell like their cheese Amer cheese their american slices but yeah i haven't actually been able to find their big old fucking bricks recently <laughs> i don't know supply uh, chain well that i don't know if it's that I, but i just i've been only finding their like slices Interesting. Also, actually, now that you say that, also yeah, Velveeta like steered into like the mainstream, and they're fucking full price now, buddy. They are. What? They are like. Nah. Yeah, they are like name brand price. You can look at craft singles and yeah. then Velveeta, and they're pretty much the same fucking price. Interesting. Now, which Velveeta is a bummer is because Velveeta was my cheese when yeah. I was coming like through college and out of college because yeah. it was like a buck. 25 for all the cheese for like the sliced cheese and i was like oh that's the shit yep. and now it's like fucking four dollars it's the same that. fucking price point as craft 
It's like what what like you guys are not that. Like no. I, I should not be paying that much money Trash. for what is essentially, you know, kind of cheese. Kind of cheese, exactly. It's ridiculous. No. Um 15. Okay. Yeah, 15. Solid. Yeah. Guys, that was cheese. That was where does food? Mac we did cheese, it. We did it baby. again. Where does mac and cheese? Well, now you know. Now you know. Well, where Maple. does where does this podcast live? I don't know, Tim. Tell us. Well, it's on anchor.fm forward slash where does digest food. Wow. You can go there. You can find us. Um, you can go there and you can see that, oh my God, there's ad free episodes. And what? What? There's some bonus content bonus there? Bonus content. Crazy. How do I access that? Someone that tell cool. me. Help me out. We click a button. Oh. Yeah, you click the button. So easy. It's five bucks a month. You get one to two bonus episodes every month. Cool. And you get ad-free episodes of every single episode. Wow. So, yeah. If you don't like ad reads, great. Subscribe. You also help us out. Um, give us a little bit of money. And uh, we get to do this some more. Because, you know, this thing costs time and time is money. Time is money, baby. Yeah. And also capital. I don't know. Like, you know. hey labor. Capital. Yeah. We're doing things. Capital. Do. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's how it works, right? hey Adam Smith. Isn't that what it was? <laughs> we also do economic lessons. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You can find us on Twitter, mainly. Yes. Mainly find us on Twitter. Uh, at Where Does Food. And then I'm at Tim Wehunt, if you want to follow me. I'm at capital L, three underscores, Chapo. Yeah. Guys, you can go to wheredoesfood.com. Yeah. Yeah, that, there's a place. website now. Yeah. You can listen to uh, you can listen to the episodes there. Uh, it's also, you know, got links to where else we're distributed, which is, yes. you know, Spotify and Apple and all those places, man. Yes. I mean, we're, we're out there. If you listen to podcasts somewhere, then we're there. So, uh, is there anything else? Tim, no. I think you nailed it once again. Hi, big baby boy. Hey, boo. Oh. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs>